0: Hello and welcome to the Speak Up Podcast. I'm Laura Camacho, the communication coach at Mixonian Institute. And this is the podcast where we talk about conversations, difficult conversations, challenging conversations, creative conversations, all you need to know about building relationships and moving your career forward. Each episode is dedicated to one specific aspect of these conversations. It could be me teaching you something that I usually share with my coaching clients or in my workshops, or it could be an interview where I ask some, a successful person about their most challenging conversations. Welcome to Mixonian Institute's Speak Up podcast. Glad you're here. Hi, this is Laura Camacho, and welcome to the Speak Up podcast. And today I have a very special guest. I'm super excited. I have Natalie Gregg, and she is a leadership consultant, leadership development uh, author. She's an adjunct professor at Midlands Technical College. She's really what I would call a force of nature. I see her, she speaks at so many events. She's spoken for the project management groups group. She's been a television personality. She's helped out with junior league a lot. Um, She is a recognized leader in the state of South Carolina. And I am so honored that she agreed to share some of her conversations with us and maybe a conversation that didn't turn out very well and what she learned from it. And because I can tell you that not not everybody is willing to share that. I have learned as every those of you who've been with me for a while know that this interview format is a little bit new for me, and uh, some people like this it, it requires a lot of courage and vulnerability to share, you know the your failures or your things that didn't go right. So, with that great introduction, Natalie, what, would, what kind of conversation would you like to tell us about?
1: Thank you so much, Laura. I am so excited about being here with you today. You're doing some amazing work on the communication side as well as the leadership side. And I follow you on social media and had an opportunity to actually have a brief conversation with you back in November. And I look forward to us continuing um, this courageous conversation. And especially about things that didn't go as well as we anticipated (laughs) right that and that's where we learn right (laughs) yes that's where we learn that's where we grow and that's where we also develop our courage muscles
0: right so tell us spill the beans tell us what happened because you're so you're so eloquent it's hard to imagine
1: (laughs) it really is Really? Well, I'll tell you one of my good, bad, and, and ugly stories. Okay. Um, I had a female mentor who was mentoring me for quite some time, and I had watched her do a variety of things, um, including a, cus- a couple of hostile takeovers of organizations, and um, being able to be very studious and brilliant in the way that she went about doing things. And she really had the opportunity to work her way up the ladder and become very successful. Cool. Well, that was good to have her as your mentor. Exactly. And so then one day I made a request about wanting to speak in front of one of the audience that she led as chairman of the board of directors. And she said, no. Oh, And I was really taken aback because I had spent years with this young lady. And so I said to her, Well, why not? And she never really gave me a clear answer, Laura.
0: Hmm.
1: That's- and so it was just so stunning to me. And so I went to one of my male advisors. And I said to him, I said, this is a situation. This is what happened. You know, she's been mentoring me for quite some time. She's had a lot of success. And, you know, she's also given me some great information on how I can continue my leadership journey to be successful. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so he said to me, Nathalie, you don't have any idea of what's happening. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, you've heard of the queen bee syndrome, haven't you? Oh my gosh. Yes. And I fell back in my chair, Laura. Mm. I was like, no way. He said yes. He said at one time in career, you were a mentee. He Mm. said, now you're competition.
0: Right. She felt threatened.
1: Yes. And it really took me about 30 to 45 days to kind of even wrap my head around that.
0: It is hard to, yes, I, I completely, I haven't experienced, I haven't been on the receiving end of that. I just learned what that concept was in a webinar, actually, that I had with someone who has worked a lot with women in that, in that queen bee syndrome. And now yes. that I, once you know about it, then you start seeing it.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, absolutely yes. is. so I told him I said well what do we do I still have to work with her I still have to pretend that kind of sort of nothing really happened but it really did mm-hmm. and so how do I negotiate this carefully and still keep somewhat of the communication and the relationship intact mm-hmm. great well, knowing, <laughs> knowing knowing that it would never ever be the same no you can't trust her. Exactly. And so he said to me, he said, Well, you know, let me have a conversation with her, not necessarily about the incident, but about you and about your growth and that type of thing. And he said, I'll tell you when to come back and have the conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I went back to her um as instructed and had the conversation with her. And um it was another opportunity that presented itself and her Boss said to her, well, I think Nathalie will be great to actually do this project. So why don't you bring her in? And we have the conversation about doing it. Or she refused to do that as well.
0: Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. That's so sad.
1: Absolutely. So it was Queen bee throne
0: mm-hmm. probably
1: to the nth degree
0: mm-hmm. and
1: still, still having a a relationship with her has been challenging, Mm -hmm. but I still try to keep it as professionally as possible. But understanding her, I guess, her mindset around Queen Bee Syndrome, Mm -hmm. that there was room for one and no more.
0: Right, wow, yeah, and and that, um, you know, to to deconstruct that, I mean, there are some things that communication can't fix.
1: Sure, absolutely.
0: (laughs) That's a great example. Mm -hmm. That's true. When somebody's threatened, you can try to communicate with them that you're not a threat and that you have a shared objective. That's one of my tools is always what is our common objective? Right. But it doesn't always work.
1: No, it doesn't. Mm
0: -hmm. It doesn't.
1: So I had to accept the fact that -hmm. this is where the relationship is now Mm -hmm. and we will continue to move forward.
0: Right. Because and in-
1: I feel like we could never go back to where it was because that was the history. So this is the new normal mm-hmm. for the way the relationship exists right now.
0: Wow. And what was I going to say? Um, there's really, yeah, what you have to meet people where they are and you cannot, mm-hmm. you know, you can read one thousand books on persuasion and be the best communicator ever, but they're just you know the light bulb doesn't want to change, and 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 that does happen in in organizations that people get threatened sure. territorial. Um, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not that unusual. <clears throat> oh, and but did that shake your confidence in yourself? That's what I wanted to ask.
1: It did. It mm-hmm. it absolutely it did because this was someone that I felt believed in me.
0: Right. Believed in
1: my capabilities to do whatever I said that I was interested in doing.
0: Right. So your first reaction is like, did I do something wrong? Did I ever step? Exactly. Wow. Right. Oh my Mm -hmm.
1: goodness.
0: Wow. That is, you know, am
1: I not ready for this step? You know, all of these years we spent preparing me for this Mm -hmm. and now we are here. Mm-hmm. You know, is my skill set not up to par? Did I do something wrong? You know, is there something else that I need to do before I take this leap? All those things just start right. showering into my mind.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I'm grateful that I had my male advisor to go to him and actually share the information with and actually get a different perspective. Because right. if I didn't, I would have totally probably broken down.
0: Right. Yeah, it's good to have more than one mentor um, yes uh, that you can or, or a coach or a boss mm-hmm. you know you need you do need like a counsel from trusted advisors and and what you know people are humans people can let you down even That's though true. that was something that I had a hard time grasping at when I was younger that people in these exalted positions could be so flawed <laughs> but They are. We are. We all are. (laughs) Right. But I somehow had this idea that something like you, in a way, it seems so petty. But, and and there are examples of, you know, male ego too. It's not just a female thing. Wow. Well, tell us about another conversation. Do you have a conversation of something that really changed your, the trajectory of your career or your life that maybe went better or different? Because my... Um, philosophy is that life, the things that happen to us, so much of it is through conversations of getting hired, getting clients, uh, helping people transform, getting engaged, getting divorced, making friends. It really happens through conversations.
1: Absolutely. And that's how I kind of built the panel discussion for the Center for Women during the last um, conference. I'll mm-hmm. call the power of the fearless ask. Oh, that's right. Well, tell us about yes that, that you had to become fearless in mm-hmm. what you wanted wanted to happen, and that had to be a part of your ask because sometimes you have to kiss a lot of frogs to get to the prince.
0: Right, and I think part of that fearless ask is knowing what you want. That's I've, right. I've worked with people, you know, people who hire me to help them achieve their objectives and then that they are not really clear on what that is in the beginning. So absolutely, that, that's something that stops people is that not being clear. And, and maybe it's because they are, they're afraid to get clear on something that they want because they're going to be disappointed.
1: Mm-hmm. And know? I think we all have issues with disappointment but being clear, but also being able to disengage from the outcome.
0: Correct. Well, as of, you know, I remember my son being super disappointed within a situation when he was probably 10 years old. And a friend of mine said, you know what, Laura, disappointment is part of life and (laughs) you don't get out without many doses (laughs) of disappointment. That
1: is so true. That is so true.
0: Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about your book? Leady? Is it Leading in Stilettos? Tell us yes. Um, leading in that.
1: Stilettos is kind of the middle piece of my women's empowerment movement about how I dressed up in my mom's stilettos with my father's briefcase oh. and went off to work every day.
0: Uh-huh. That's and
1: really um, actually going to my first Chamber of Commerce meeting with my dad at mm-hmm. five years old. And I was the only female in the room.
0: Oh, that is adorable.
1: And fast forward decades later, not many things have changed. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my
0: goodness. So So Lead
1: Loudly became a hashtag for the movement for women to be bold, confident, and fearless.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. That's good. Well, and it doesn't, you know, as an introvert, they think loudly, oh, do I have to be loud and I got you can, you know, you definitely need to be heard because if you right. don't speak up, you might as well not even be in the room.
1: That is so true. Isn't and that? it's been kind of sort of my piece to encourage women to be fearless in their ask, mm-hmm. to ask for the promotion, to mm-hmm. sit at the table, to negotiate their salaries and always raise their hands.
0: Yes exactly exactly always have something to say or a question to ask that is great well um do you have any other uh communication advice you'd like to leave uh with the audience you know from your experience working across the state and with your volunteering like how does how is communicate is it any different with your vast volunteering experience than with your you know, your business clients, do you act, is there any difference?
1: I don't think it is, I mean, because that's interesting, I had a potential client that I was speaking with last week, and she was an attorney, and she was saying, well, you know, you work in different industries, and I said, yes, but it's all the same, right, and I'm always working with potential high performers, whether it's education, whether I'm working with my students, whether I'm right. working with my clients, you know, whether I'm working with volunteers, we're all working together for an expected outcome. And communication is one of the pillars that will help us get there.
0: That's right. That's right. And it starts with that, one of the things I, I want, thought, wanted to ask you was about, what about communication with yourself?
1: Oh, the power of self-talk. <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah, because that's what happened so with your butterfly. Florida. I mean, not your butterfly. The uh, queen bee story is that yes. your self talk turned scary, and mm-hmm. somebody else had to. But it really isn't it true that you know the you have to talk, have good communication with yourself first. That's
1: true, and I think it really starts there. You know, whether you use affirmations, whether you use meditation, wh- whatever your form of communication is with your self talk. Mm -hmm. I I believe it really starts there Mm -hmm. because we build a strong foundation there when courageous conversations happen, when things don't, the way that we anticipate them going, we're not taken, but to so much of extent, and we know how to reach out to others Mm -hmm. in our circle to communicate what's going on so we can have a team effect that help us go to the next level.
0: That's right. That's right. Because that's what we're I think as uh, what we're here for each other. Yes. Is to see like you can see possibilities for me and I can see possibilities for you that we can't see in ourselves. And so that is
1: so true.
0: Isn't that? I think that's really the that's what I always think of is the gift that anybody can give is to see the greatness in another person or the potential. Mm-hmm. Yes, because um, it's hard to see it in yourself sometimes, especially
1: when you have a
0: disappointment, which is pretty often. So. That's true. Yeah, that, that is so
1: true. How have you dealt with some of your disappointment? What has been some of your golden nuggets that you can share with us as far as how do you overcome disappointments well, successfully?
0: I hate it. <laughs> Let me tell you. I get. We all do still, but you would think, after so many um years, so many trips around the sun, that you I mean, I guess it's um, you build up a tolerance, you know mm-hmm. that, you know it's not um, t- to disappointment and and just to tell you how crazy, not crazy, how unaware I was about the business world, you know, I started as a professional communication coach because i had a phd and decades teaching communication skills and stephen covey experience so i thought my, when i opened my business 10 years ago i thought wow what am i going to do with all that money people are going to throw at me just help them mm-hmm. with their communication because we all know it's bad in companies and right. so, so imagine somebody that somebody that's starting with that premise and i think probably a lot of young business owners start off with that thing you know they're like counting out their 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 money well i mean to me i had to um turn it over to god and say you know what if i'm not in the right if i'm not supposed to be doing this because when i talk about communication skills mm-hmm. i see people's eyes glaze over or they look for somebody else to talk to <laughs> and so it was a um you know, whenever I would feel really like this is not working out and I would just say, okay, I'm, you know, if I'm supposed to be doing something else, I need to know. And then, you know, like, like the next day somebody calls with a training gig or some people contact me. So it's always been that somehow when I get, um, feel despair that somehow right around the corner business grows Oh, it's wonderful. And so that's that's how, um, is, that as far as the big disappointment of like, well, I thought, you know, because we always think, I think it's part of human nature to think that we should be further along, you know, like yes, oh, there's Decker Communications, which is this very large communication training company in San Francisco, and they have an office in New York and they've been mm-hmm. in business, I don't know, over 30 years, they, they really, uh, the guy who started it, got on track with the um, Silicon Valley growth oh, I see. and just mm-hmm. glommed onto that. But then you look about how far you've come and how many people you've worked with. That's right. And when people, you know, send you notes or tell you how much you've helped them, even if they're not clients, just, Oh, thank you for the content you put out, Laura.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: You just, I guess in a way you lower your expectations, but work harder. And you know, because I think we can achieve more in five years than we think, but not as much in one year as we think we can.
1: That's true. That is so true. And it's so easy sometimes to work to look at those that have been maybe in business 10 years long, 20 years Mm -hmm. long, it's even 30 years longer that have built incredible brands, you know. But, you know, we're doing some amazing work as well. And um, all of the work is needed.
0: Right. And All hiring the a coach. Sorry Absolutely. to put a plug, but, um, that's what I've done. To, and, me too. And, and the coaches have helped me understand that is normal because yes. you're a professor, you know, in academia, you teach, you teach the material, they take the test, you know, it's very like proscribed and there's this right. box that we, even if you're teaching out of the box, the system, holds you into some sort of formula that's correct that has does not work in business Mm -hmm. and you just have to realize that you know it's normal that people say no it's normal it's normal that people feel threatened and right and if it were so easy everybody would have a multi-million dollar company
1: that's so true that is so true so Mm
0: -hmm. that's what i do so thank you so much. Tell us, how would how do you want people to get a hold of you if they want to look up more about Natalie Gregg, lead loudly.
1: Follow the hashtag lead loudly.
0: Okay. All right. You heard it. Look for the hashtag. She's on LinkedIn. She's on Twitter. She's mm-hmm. on Instagram. Natalie Gregg, hashtag lead loudly. Yes. And thank you so much. And we're going to sign Laura. out. Thank you. All right.